Hello, welcome back to the When Marriage Heard podcast. My name is Ola Davis and I'm your host. Um, this is episode number 42 and I'm going to be talking about divorce. Um, so I think I'm going to title this one, What They Don't Tell You About Divorce. And by day, I'm talking about, you know, religious leaders. So sit tight and I promise this is going to be an interesting one because we're going to be looking into scriptures and I'll be right back after this break. Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Welcome back to the show. So, like I said in the intro, today we'll be talking about divorce and I'll be um, reading a few verses from from the scriptures, which if you've um, been a listener for a long time or say from the very beginning, you would know that um, there was a time that we used to do a lot of deep dive into scriptures and now that i'm you know pretty much well settled in the city that i just moved into um that's something that we will be doing more of okay so i will be reading from the book of matthew verse not verse i'm sorry matthew chapter 19 um i'll be reading from verse yeah I'll be reading from verse 3 and as I'm reading now I'm just gonna you know take this pauses to to talk about the verses that I'm reading okay all right so Matthew 19 verse number 3 it says some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason verse 4 haven't you read the scriptures jesus replied they record that from the beginning god made them male and female and he said this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one since they are no longer two but one let no one split apart what God has joined together. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, by the way. And then verse 7, it says, 
Then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? They asked. Verse 8, Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts, but it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. Verse 10, then Jesus' disciples then said to him, if this is the case, it is better not to marry. I think this is an interesting passage. It's a popular one if you grew up in church or if you've been in church longer than, you know, two, three years, you've probably heard this message being um, preached in church. Um, yeah. So it's a popular passage. It's one that um, church leaders try, they, 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 try to harp on all the time right especially when as christian women we are being abused in marriage and we try to go to church for help they kind of bring out parts of this passage and talk about why um you shouldn't divorce even if your husband is abusive or whatever they would say things like well is he adulterous is he cheating on you is he sleeping with another woman and if you can give a definite yes they i mean this is not everybody's experience right i'm just saying that i know that i know people that have experienced this so it's not it's not something that's far-fetched right if you're not able to say yes my husband's cheating on me yes is is um you know sleeping with another woman they don't even want to listen to you they would say things like well emotional abuse is not a, a valid reason or a biblical reason to divorce your spouse or something to that effect so let's let's try and unpack this passage of scripture and i'm going to try and do that while still trying to keep this episode short okay all right so first of all from verse 3 it's obvious that the religious leaders you know the pharisees that came to ask Jesus this question they weren't trying they weren't seeking knowledge per se because it says in verse 3 that they came and tried to trap him with that question should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason now i think this is thinking of this question that they asked him it seems like a really bizarre question right but then let's remember that they weren't asking jesus this question in 2023 they were asking jesus this question in a different time entirely so if they came to him with a question to trap him then whatever you know it's safe to assume that whatever they were asking him didn't sound ridiculous like it might sound to us today right so um 
should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason that suggests to me that at that time men could they were actually divorcing their wives for just any reason and you know in bible times it's not like the modern times that we live in right now in bible times the only person that could um, divorce their spouse was the men like a woman couldn't just be like oh you've been with another woman no (laughs) that wasn't how it worked back back then you must remember that this was a it's a uh, i mean it was a culture different from the culture that we live today in the western world it was the woman um excuse me it was the men that were permitted to divorce their wives and um it was it, it was really you know like it says in this passage that wasn't god's intention from the very beginning now i'm i'm really trying to stay on point here and not get sidetracked but i think it's important for me to mention that we've been so programmed in a way to believe that divorce is the devil's idea like it's something that no the devil isn't that smart okay the devil isn't that brilliant divorce is something that god permitted for the israelites now when he says in this passage where he says um moses said in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away now i want us to understand this when they said moses said that in the law it wasn't divorce wasn't even moses idea when you read passages like this in the gospels when they said oh moses said this moses said that it was really the laws that god passed down to moses to give the children of israel so it it wasn't like moses idea okay it's um i think it's important to clear that when he says moses said in the law moses just didn't wake up one sunny afternoon and put together hundreds of laws for people to live by no those were laws given to him by god now you know, if you read in the Old Testament, when Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, the people of Israel didn't really form such a close relationship with God. Like the 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 way we, you know, in this day and age, we talk about having a personal relationship with God. That wasn't something that the children of Israel had. Okay. They were led by Moses. God spoke to Moses like it, it wasn't like God didn't want to speak to the children of Israel. It was the children of Israel. And you would probably find this in maybe Exodus or one of the first five books anyways. Where they the people were so terrified and they were like, oh no, we don't want God to speak to us. Just let him speak to you, Moses. And whatever he says, you come tell us. So when we read here where it says Moses said, it wasn't really Moses. It was the law that God passed down to moses to you know god god communicated to moses to give to the children of israel 
all right now that we understand that going back to this passage when they came to try and trap jesus with that question the first thing he said is haven't you read the scriptures and i have to say this is just brilliant jesus said haven't you read the scriptures now for those of us that grew up in church or that have been in church for you know the greater part of our adult years what has formed our belief about marriage and divorce and you know even who god is has that been formed by us reading scriptures for ourselves and asking the holy spirit for for insight and understanding or as as our knowledge been kind of molded and formed by listening to preachers over the years listening to religious leaders trusting them to to tell us what the mind of god is now that's that's something that you need to sit with and try to answer for yourself you know if you have to pause the the episode right now just to think about that i think it's worth the effort because if everything we know about marriage or divorce or even who god is what kind of god he is has been largely um formed by religious leaders then when we read passages like this that appear to be quote-unquote controversial we would most likely read the passage through the lens of what we've been taught through the lens of what we've been programmed with so jesus replied by saying haven't you read the scriptures so jesus took them back to the scriptures it's like it's like when someone asks you a question and you're like well haven't you read so it's not like you're trying to give them your opinion even though you could have a great opinion it's that you're taking them back to the scriptures you know jesus didn't say oh haven't you didn't you listen to your religious leaders in the synagogue he didn't say oh didn't you what does your pastor say or what does your pastor's wife say or what does your woman leader in church think or well it wasn't the woman asking him this question it was the they were men like back in the day religious leaders were men but you get my point it took them back to the scriptures he says haven't you read the scriptures they record that from the beginning god made them male and female and then he said in verse 5 this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one and we have to pause at that point as well um a man doesn't just leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife in a church and they're married I know that's what we describe marriage to be. But it says here that they, the, the two are united into one. 
I don't know about you. I don't know how long you've been married, but I was married for 11 years. And I can tell you that not for one day could I say that my husband and I were truly united into one. <laughs> it's, um, it's a sad thing and a weird thing all at the same time. That unity was something that was never really there. Now, there was a time that I did think we were united, right? In the early days where I thought, oh, we were bonding so well, blah, blah, blah. I had no idea that my husband was just pretending. He was just playing the, playing a part. Now, how long have you been married? Five, ten 15, 20 years, I don't know. But say you've been married 20 years. How many of those 20 could you say that you really felt like you were united with your husband? And I'm not talking about those fleeting moments where, you know, the... the <laughs> where the husband that that is default setting is to be mean to you and, but all of a sudden they just seem nice and they just do something for you when you don't ask them to do it and you're just so happy you're like it's like you see the man that you fell in love with at the very beginning and then for like the next six months nothing happens again it's like they are back to their default setting of being mean Sisters, that's not unity. I know I said this episode wasn't going to be long, but oh my goodness. It is turning out to be longer than I wanted it to be. But I, I don't want to rush through this. That's why I'm unpacking it, you know, one step after the other slowly. So in in marriage there has to be unity. Does it take time to um achieve that level of unity? Maybe. But really how long does it take? It's not supposed to take 5 years. It's not supposed to take 10, 20, 30. No. When you're in a marriage where you you know you are married to a man but in reality you know that you know even if it's not obvious to other people you know watching from the outside in but you know that there is no unity you know that in that marriage you feel like an employee you feel like Someone who just exists to raise the children, to bear the children, to raise the children and to keep the home. And that's it. You don't feel that sense of unity with your spouse. Where it feels like you just simply exist for their pleasure. You are just someone who's there to bear them children and raise those children. You feel like you, like you are not even, like you're not even worthy to be called a servant. 
not to talk of a wife where you're treated so poorly like for me personally i couldn't even there was a day i was thinking about this and i'm like i was i think i was sharing with a friend i'm like in my marriage i it wasn't like i was the wife he felt more like i was the employee and then i was like you know what i need to take that back because an employee has rights i had no rights in this marriage so i can't even employee would be a poor choice of words it's like just being a slave of some sort like you're honed by your husband that's what emotional abuse does it's like you're honed by this person it's like they take the place of god in your life essentially that is not unity my sisters and then he continues in verse 6 of that passage of the scripture it says since they are no longer two but one let no one split apart what god has joined together only if you were never one to begin with <laughs> i don't know like people caught when people want to confuse women in abusive marriages that are considering leaving they quote this passage of scripture they make it sound like oh god has put this marriage together but if you if you separate from your spouse or if you're trying to seek a divorce from your spouse you're trying to destroy something that god made you're trying to split apart what god has made you're trying to split the family honey you can't split something that was never whole in the first place that's what these people don't understand some of them do they say these things to manipulate us some just say it out of plain ignorance when something is built on a foundation of pain and deceit and abuse god doesn't it's not god that put that kind of thing together okay because sometimes this religious people confuse us and it's it's like emotional abuse and spiritual abuse all wrapped into one because then it almost wants to not even make you see your husband as the abuser anymore you begin to see god as the abuser you begin to see god as this bipolar person that has joined you to the spouse that you can't get away from that like it's god that has put you in this marriage that is destroying you from the inside out and there's nothing you can do about it and he doesn't god doesn't want you to do something about it it almost makes you start thinking of god as as someone who's just wicked and mean like what kind of what kind of god does that to to his own child what kind of father does that to his own child what kind of god does that to the people that he claims to love you know you might be one of those people where you don't want to go there in your mind but somewhere in your subconscious you can't help but think wow god really has it in for me (laughs) 
you know and then if you're unfortunate to even have the terribly religious people that will come around you and say things like you know maybe this is just your cross this is how you know this is what god this is the kind of marriage god wants you to be in so that you can blah 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 be a better person or you know whatever other reasons they they come up with i'm here to tell you today my sister god is not schizophrenic god is not a mean wicked god god is not someone that loves to see you in pain god is not a sadist okay he's not he's a loving father that's what the scripture says and that's what i believe so when Jesus says, haven't you read the scriptures? He's basically telling us that whatever you think you've, you know about God, whatever you think you've learned about him, my dear, let's go back to the scriptures and find out what God's, what is nature really is. And the Bible makes us to understand that Jesus is the express image of the father. So if you're finding it really hard, to wrap your head around what god is or what he might be like just look at jesus i i i encourage you to you know read the gospels with a fresh set of eyes start from the book of john begin to see how loving jesus was how patient he was how gentle he was how jesus would you know stop what he was doing just to attend to someone that's the kind of heavenly father we have and do not let anybody try to deceive you or to confuse you and make you think that somehow god derives pleasure or glory in you suffering on on <laughs> on quantifiable level of emotional abuse in your marriage That's not what God wanted for you. When God was forming you, when he was putting you in your mother's womb, he had a purpose and a destiny for you. And it wasn't for you to perish in an abusive marriage. Okay, I'll continue with the scripture. In verse 7, it says, Then why did Moses say in the law that a man could? This were the religious leaders asking Jesus. Then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? So they're basically asking Jesus that, okay, Jesus, if you say that um, God made male and female and, you know, when they get married, they are no longer two but one, blah, blah, blah. No one should split them apart. Then Jesus, why, why would Moses say in the law that we could divorce our wives then? They are trying to bring in confusion. So in verse 8, Jesus replied and said, Moses permitted divorce. I'm reading verse 8 now. Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. But it was not what God had originally intended. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Jesus told them that, you know, and I, I said this in the beginning that when it says Moses, they are not talking about Moses the man because Moses didn't come up with the laws himself. The laws were handed to him by God. So essentially we can say God permitted divorce 
only as a concession. So from this verse 8, it's clear that divorce was not something the devil came up with like we've been led to believe. Because it says clearly here that God, if it was the devil's idea, God would never have permitted anything of such. But it says here that God permitted divorce only as a concession to the hard arts of those men that were looking for any and every excuse to divorce their spouse. And why would God do such a thing? Would God allow it just to make those men happy? No, that wasn't why God permitted divorce. See, in, in Bible times, a woman's livelihood largely depended on, on whether she was married or not. Like, if if she was a widow or she she wasn't married, you just, as a woman, you had to be married to... to survive essentially it wasn't easy to be by yourself as a woman now throw not being able to divorce your spouse into the mix no matter what like your husband was the one that held the power that could either keep you or divorce you now this wasn't by god's design this was just the culture in which they lived in you know we all live in a fallen world and that was just the culture that they lived in at that time it wasn't something prescribed by god okay so imagine yourself in that situation if your husband was just kind of fed up with you for no good reason and just didn't like your face anymore maybe you were too fat or um i didn't mean to say fat i mean fat (laughs) f-a-t Say you're too fat, you're too, you're just not, you don't look beautiful like you used to, or he just got bored with you, or whatever, and decides to marry someone else. You know, in that culture, the husband could just marry another woman and just completely neglect the first one, and that was something that God wasn't going to have, and that was why God permitted divorce. I, I mean, we've, if you've um, listened to the old episodes, oh my goodness, I forgot to look this up. I'll put it in the show notes. But there, were, um, there was an episode several months ago where I read some um, Old Testament scriptures that actually cited the passages in the Bible where God gave this law about divorce. Where God said, you know, if you marry your wife, if she doesn't please you anymore and you marry someone else, you, she mustn't suffer. You mustn't, you must take care of her needs, take care of her feeding, her clothing. If you're not going to do that, you know, give her a certificate of divorce and let her go. So divorce was a concession because of the hard arts of this man. It was something that. It wasn't God's perfect will, but it was something God permitted. And you know why God permitted it? Because God is a loving God. Because God doesn't want anyone to be stuck in an abusive and neglectful marriage for the rest of their lives. So essentially, divorce is 
a, in an abusive situation. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. In, like everything that God does, it's always perverted by the enemy, right? But in an abusive situation, divorce is actually God's grace and mercy. So when we begin to see divorce in abusive marriages in, in that light, it kind of changes everything, doesn't it? Because it's something that is backed up by scriptures. You begin to see that, you know, divorce isn't, it isn't like this, this um, arrow that the enemy just throws at, you know, godly families all around the world. It's, it's, <laughs> it's something that God permits. Something, it's, it's like when you're trapped and someone comes and says, oh, there's a way out. You can actually, like if you're trapped in a burning house and then a fireman comes in and they're like, oh, there's another exit. You can, you, we can get out of here. That's what divorce is for someone who is in an abusive marriage. And we've also talked about what abuse is. So please um, I apologize. I, I didn't know I was even going to bring this up in this episode. I would have looked up the episode numbers for you. But, you know, the podcast episodes usually have very um, explanatory titles. So if you just run through the last 10 or 20 episodes on this podcast, you would see um, titles that talk about, um, that say something about divorce that say something about whether what you're experiencing is abuse, that say something about what emotional abuse is and why it's not, why it's pretty much serious. It's not like a lesser form of abuse compared to physical abuse. I actually believe it's more, emotional abuse is more dangerous. So divorce, going back to the point I was making, divorce is like, an escape that God provides for people in abusive marriages. Because there are people in this world that want to marry a person, abuse them, and never let them go. So never think that if you're trying to leave your abusive spouse and they don't want you to go, don't ever be deceived into thinking that that's an expression of love. No, that's an ex- that is someone that has taken you captive and they do not want to let their captive go. You know, in verse 10, after Jesus, you know, told them that Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to their hard hearts, and then in verse 9, Jesus said, I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. So Jesus is trying to let them know that marriage is a serious commitment. You just don't leave somebody and divorce them because you got bored or because whatever. They're not as pretty as they used to look. (laughs) It's a serious commitment. And then in verse 10, the disciples, not even the Pharisees this time, when the disciples heard that, they said, 
if this is the case it's better not to marry because these guys just wanted to marry women and just you know get rid of them whenever they got bored and marry someone else and jesus was telling them that nope that's not what <laughs> marriage is that's not god's intention you know god's intention is when you two are joined together in marriage you become one right and divorce is only something that god allowed because he knows that you have hard hearts and you just want to make someone else suffer and god doesn't want that that's why god permitted divorce and as soon as this man is that they're like what it's better not to marry so i just i hope that if this passage has always been a source of confusion for you um i hope this helped clear the confusion to an extent probably not a hundred percent but i want to believe that there's something that you're able to take away from this episode if nothing at all know that divorce is something that god permits because he knows that there is wickedness in this world and there are people who are ready to trap you in in the hell of a marriage for the rest of your life and that's why god permits divorce anyways i have to call it um call it an episode at this point i hope you've been able to learn something um i want to say big thank you to those that have sent me you know direct messages over social media um i was going to highlight a particular one today but because i didn't get uh permission to share this on the podcast i'm not gonna do that but i did get i want you to know that i did get a message from one of the listeners and it just really warmed my heart like i read that message first thing in the morning before starting work and i was just so blessed by it um she's a pastor's wife and she's been listening to the podcast episodes and she said it's helped her tremendously and she's been married for many years i don't want to share anything about that story that's personal um because i didn't i didn't you know like i said i didn't get the authorization to do that but i do want you to know that when i get those messages from you on social media in the group you know however you send them to me or you leave it as a review on apple podcast it really really blesses my heart it, it blesses my heart that there are people out there listening to this um you know it hasn't been easy for me being a single mom trying to start life over in a different city you know all of that stuff so there's been weeks that i i skipped i didn't record any episodes but more and more it's something that's been weighing on on my heart because i know there's always when i go get those messages from you i know that there's someone on the other end (laughs) of this mic and i know that sounds kind of weird but you get my point i know there's someone else on the other end listening to this episodes and learning something valuable from it so i'm gonna keep doing this for as long as it takes for as long as god wants me to um i just want you to know that 
even though I don't know you personally, I'm here for you. I have, you know, been through a painful marriage. I'm separated today. My divorce is almost final, but I'm telling you the, the pain, the healing is, I wish it was instantaneous, but it's not. The healing is something that comes gradually, but I'm telling you, it's what every moment, it's what it, it's what going through this process just to find yourself and to find who God has called you to be. Anyways, I'm going to stop here so I don't keep on rambling. I wish you a very, very wonderful week ahead. Um... I don't know what Valentine usually is for you. When I was married, Valentine wasn't even a thing. I mean, my birthday was barely ever celebrated. <laughs> Not to talk of Valentine. Um, but if Valentine's Day is like a sore point for you because you're in a painful marriage, please take heart. Know that God loves you unconditionally. And really the love of the person that really matters is the one that loved you, the one that loved you enough to die for you. And he continues to love you. I don't want you to lose sight of that. He loves you, is with you in the pain that you're currently going through. And when you um, sit by yourself and weep and cry over your marriage i want you to know that jesus weeps with you as well okay i'm gonna leave it at that have a wonderful week ahead i'll see you next week with another episode god bless has this podcast blessed you if yes please head over to apple podcast when marriage hurts and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember these words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.